Welcome. Welcome, Rob. What's up? What's up? <laughs> oh, how you doing? Yeah, good. Living the dream. Living Hustling away. You are. You are. You're working hard. <laughs> working hard, but um, having fun. Yes. By the looks of things. Yes. Mm. So, uh, I guess, introduce yourself to everyone and, yeah. yeah. Who are you? What do you do? Yep. Yeah, so uh, my name is Robbie Oz and I am a sex coach and adult content creator. Um, award winning. Award winning. That's right. Award that winning. Right. Yeah. Content creator. Yeah. 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 So um I guess for me a lot about what I do and especially with my sex coaching and online courses has been part of my own journey. Um uh, what I've learnt, the path that I've been on and I feel like a lot of men struggle with the same thing, so I went back and I put that in a course and that kind of has taken its own course now. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and you've, you've at least a couple of courses, yep. a couple of online courses. Um, and so I guess education is a big part of your, your focus. Yeah, 100%. Like I just think that um, like I feel like, you know, I through my 20s I just had no idea. And when I kind of learned a few simple things, it changed everything for me. And, and that's kind of why I think that, Make, being able to help make that change is pretty much my life's purpose now. It's like, yeah, yeah, make those different, make a difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So, uh, what's something I guess in your life that you think you've you've fucked up a bit? You haven't quite gotten right. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I, I think it was definitely that kind of early twenties, um, being who I think. I thought the world wanted me to be like who the you know who the Rob is that um, parents like good for his girlfriend you know I got engaged at like twenty two or something oh no I didn't yeah. I don't think yeah. I knew that yeah and yeah. Um, how's this I, I went on a trip with her to Thailand and the first two nights she cried because I didn't propose to her. <laughs> So the third night, that's like ultimate red flag. How did I not see that? <laughs> How long have you been dating for? Oh, well, like three years. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah two yeah, or three yeah, years. Yeah. Um, and she like had it in her mind. She wanted to be married by the time she was 21. Mm. And um, so I think I was just like kind of wanted to save the trip. And um, anyway, so I said, look, yes, we'll get engaged, but I don't want to even talk about a wedding. Until like 12 months time. And anyway, we got back from Thailand and she bought a wedding dress the day we got back from... <laughs> <laughs> but she didn't talk about it. Uh, I still remember in like the moment, like where I was at the traffic lights when I found out that she bought a wedding dress. <laughs> and I was just like, it was that feeling of like, nah. Like, and, that was, and that was it. And we were talking about this before. Like um, when I decide... It's done. It's just done. And from mm. that moment, I was just done. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's kind of, I guess, uh, through that whole period, like she worked for my mum. She was the right choice on paper. She kind of was polite mm. and kind and la la. And then even sexually, I kind of had these desires in me. Uh, but I was kind of trying to push them down a little bit. And um, yeah, I, I think that. I guess through that, even like work and stuff like that, I was doing stuff I didn't love. Yeah. Uh, I was landscaping yeah. and 
I did not love it at all. I was digging mm. holes and um, I think that was just limiting beliefs about what I could do and like I was always making just enough to get by every week. Yeah. So, yeah, probably that, just not believing in me and not being authentic to who I was and kind of numbing out and just going with it. Yeah, yeah. For like 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess trying to trying to make everyone else happy, Yeah, not, not making you happy. Mm. Yeah. And so I, I guess... You, why, why do you think you were doing that? Um, I think it's just like that conditioning in society of like, you know, showing us like in movies, this is the, this is the guy, you know what I mean? And mm. I guess my, the way my parents brought me up, my dad's kind of a, a bit like that. He's, he was like the ultimate dad and husband. And then when he got drunk, he was like a wild lunatic. Yeah. So I was almost like the real him came out. Jack, Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I look back now and, I, and it just makes so much sense. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> yeah, crazy. So I guess what was the turning point for you? I think kind of rock bottom. Yeah, I kind of definitely got to a point where I was just um, – the girlfriend after that, I pretty much repeated the exact same thing. And um, – she actually ended up cheating on me and, mm. you know, I just kind of built myself up so much. I had no money, you know, and then I think rock bottom and it was actually the people that I started hanging around with that made that shift. I kind of saw how you could live and how you could and I actually went to Anthony Robbins. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 cool. Um, like at the end of that relationship and it was just like he helped me see the world in a different way. mm um, and just kind of more belief in myself. Like I know that lots of people think it's a hoo-ha or whatever, but I went there and I was just like pumped at me and I was pumped at life and I just couldn't wait to like get out of that and start hitting it and that was yeah. probably it. And then like because he does talk a lot about, you know, the five people you surround yourself with and stuff like that. Mm. And um, I think I started hanging around more sexually open people, people that made more money um, and then eventually got into Tantra. Yeah, which was a total different world of like people, men that talk about feelings and um, mm. <laughs> like uh, yeah, just just a different world. But I was like, oh, I kind of feel at home here. Like yeah, and yeah. like they're open sexually, and I was open sexually, and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. What so you don't have to be with one person for the rest of your life? Yeah, um, like I like that. Yeah, because I guess you had a bit of a religious. Upbringing too, yeah, didn't you? yeah, yeah. I was Jehovah's Witness. Oh man, it's amazing what that <laughs> conditioning does. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah, totally. Because uh, I mean, I you know, I grew up in a religious household as well, um, and yeah, it, it definitely forms, makes you form beliefs mm. ar- around things, and um, yeah, it can take a lot to, to break through that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and that's probably exactly what it was for me. It was kind of like, you know, putting the the minister up on a on a pedestal of like that's what the goal is, mm. and then um, yeah, eventually just going like I'm I'm my own goal in ten years, sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, and kind of looking forward to that version of me to the point where I kind of, you know, through different types of. Um, coaching and also eventually psychedelics where I feel like I could see like the best version of me in 10 years. Now I can still see it. I can like close my eyes. I can see, you know, what he's doing, who he's surrounded with, 
where he lives, what he drives, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so that was a bit of a part of your journey as well. Mm. Yeah, psychedelics and and plant medicine. Yep. <laughs> tell tell me a bit about that. Yeah, um, massive, so massive. Oh my god. Um, so firstly, uh, so I did documentary filmmaking. Yeah, I did landscaping when I was young. Hated it. Picked up a camera, loved it. And I was lucky enough to get to a point where I was able to travel and do documentary films and someone contacted me and said, hey, we do a plant medicine retreat. Would you like to come and film it? I said, no idea what that is, but yes. And then we got there to Nepal and she was like, oh, do you want to experience the plant medicines? It's probably better for you to be able to tell the story if you get it. Yeah. And uh, I said, yeah, okay. And I did ayahuasca. And for those that don't know, you pretty much sit in a circle with a proper shaman and you drink this little thing and then you lay down and for six hours it's like the only way to describe it is you go somewhere else. Yeah, wow. And, and for me that was like I was me but I was me in another timeline. I had a whole different life and I had a life where I had kids and um, a wife and it was just like almost like oh, I probably should have done it that way <laughs> but it's kind so real though. Yeah, so I guess kind of like like the sliding doors thing you know yeah like how how like an alternate universe what life could have been like yeah if i didn't fuck up my 20s that would have been my life <laughs> I, th- I think i need to oh, actually i don't know if i should do this i'll probably wake up with lots of disappointment <laughs> um and yeah when i came out of that i remember being like that world felt more real than this one yeah wow yeah like 100 percent. i was just like i couldn't believe that that wasn't real it just felt so real and I got lots out of that. Um, and I also did 5-MeO-DMT, which, again, was kind of like an ego death sort of thing. Mm. But what I got out of it was, like, I'd been thinking about a partner and, you know, love and stuff like that. And in my journey, because I had a wife and two kids and there was so much love in that, it was like my love for me, my, my capacity to love was a lot higher for myself and that meant yeah. I had more to give others. Yeah, And it was something that, a concept I'd never thought of until I, like, like I felt it. And I was like, oh, I've got to love me more. Then I'll have room for other people. Mm. Yeah. And I, I guess I, I can relate. I mean, I've got, I've got kids and you kind of have that first kid and you're like, wow, how could I love anything more than this? Then you have another one you're like, wow, I love that one. It's like that you, you get that real sense of love expanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think I'd ever really felt that before then. Um. So I've, yeah. been, I've been practicing heaps, but I haven't been able to have kids <laughs> myself. Yeah, <laughs> not that you know of. <laughs> yeah, uh, don't contact me if you. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I I remember seeing the video of that DMT experience. Mm. Fuck. Yeah, that was intense, yeah. man. So DMT, um, you smoke it through a pipe. And it's 5-MeO-DMT, so it's 10 times stronger than the DMT, the synthetics that we get here. And it's pretty much you smoke it through a pipe and then you see me go limp and they kind of catch me and put me to the ground. Yeah. And then I was just screaming for about 10 minutes, <laughs> like scre- like full-on screaming, like furious, like... <sighs> and um, eventually I just kind of... Uh, what I felt... Like it's hard to remember what I felt, but in a nutshell what I felt was all the regrets, all the mistakes that I'd made that I was holding on to... It was almost like just letting them, like get, getting them out of me. It was like I was screaming them out, purging yeah. them out. And then I felt the sun hitting me at a point and where it was just like 
it's okay. You know, it's okay. Like we're like we all make mistakes and like that that idea of oneness that I never got. I always just thought it was mm-hmm. like something that Deepak Chopra spoke about. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I felt that oneness. Like w- when I laid down on the grass, I was like, "There's ants everywhere. I don't want an ant to bite me. I don't know if I want to be on the grass." And when I came out of it, I was like. I am an ant. We're all ants. And I was like trying to get these big ants to call on me. And I was like, oh. uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, wow, wow. And I remember you saying to me at the time that you felt like it was like a rebirth. Yeah. 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 Like just, and, and I think that the biggest thing was with that is we make the smallest things into the biggest deal. I know that you're having a survey. <laughs> we make the smallest things. In life, in society, into a big deal. And I mm. guess the fact that I was over in Nepal where poverty is quite high and yeah. you see these kids that are just loving life or these, you know, the people at the stores that are so happy to see you and it's like they don't have all these things that we yeah. have and it's like they they really they enjoy the small things. And, and so mm. I kind of came back with that of like I remember when I go back to Australia driving and this person cut me off and I was like, oh, he's, he must be having a hard day today. <laughs> Good luck on your journey, sir. <laughs> but I remember like we've all been in stages in our life where I'd be like, oh, he cut me off. I'm going to yeah, catch oh, up to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess just that was probably a big change. Yeah, yeah, wow. So I guess you, you felt like, you know, you weren't being authentic to yourself, living life for everyone else. Went through, uh, I guess, a bit of a, an awakening, a bit of a transformation, and um, you know, through, I guess, surrounding yourself with different people, Tony Robbins, which, uh, I mean, he, even I was around your place earlier today, and <laughs> <laughs> you disappeared, and all of a sudden, Tony Robbins on the TV <laughs> screaming at me. It's yeah. like, oh, this is pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's actually how I start every day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jesse's um, my friend's been at my house as well, and. Um, as soon as I woke up, I put it on. It's like, that was awesome. What was that? It's just yeah. to like get your head thinking about the right things. If you wake up and you're immediately into a reaction of like, oh, I've got to put out this fire, I've got to put out this fire, or you can choose to get your mindset on point. And it's yeah. like, right, well, I'm going to kill whatever comes at me today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, and I, I guess those, um, it, it's easy, I guess it's easy to get carried away and, and just. You know, life can get so hectic, you just charge into things, but without setting yourself up right first. Yeah. 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 It's, it's like, and I actually remember saying this at Tony Robbins and it's always stuck with me. Um, he got someone up on stage and he was like, he was just standing there and he's like, he's a big guy, just pushed this guy over. This guy fell down on the ground. He's like, now get back up, stand there and set yourself, mm. set yourself strong, you know? And, and he goes, because I'm going to push you again, I'm going to push you harder. Yeah, and he pushed him, and he's, he was obviously firm, and he was solid. And he's like, yeah, "Ready that, for it? That's your life. Yeah. You know, you need to set yourself up so if the things come, and they're gonna come, that are gonna want to knock you over, that you can stay stay tall and stand against it." So yeah, that stuck with me. Yeah, because my problem is I like jump in front of the car. <laughs> it's, not, it's not necessarily shit that's it's just naturally coming for me. I'm like, I'm a fucking idiot. I'm gonna like jump in front of this moving object. <laughs> How do you prepare for that? <laughs> oh, like body armor. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Cool. So, so yeah. Um, plant medicine stuff. I, I, I guess. You know where where did it go from there? Look, I think that a big one was 
at some stage, I think it's a combination of it all, but also definitely when I was doing the plant medicine, a lot of people, especially the lady that ran the retreat, Kate Gray, she was like, like she had this mindset of like, I'm a money magnet. Mm. Like it doesn't matter what I do, money's going to come to me. Kate Gray. Yeah. Love it. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. Cool. I didn't know that too. Yeah. 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 She ran the retreats. Um, And like just hanging out with her and her mindset of like, she would not take anything than second best for the people around her. And I remember real early, she called me out. You said you're going to be here and you won't be here. I know it's not a big deal because it wasn't a big event, but you did give me a word that you were going to be there. And she called me out on it and she's yeah. like, I'm, I'm really good at having awkward conversations because these are my standards. And I just remember going, fuck, this is good. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Because, yeah. because immediately I was like, right, I know that's her standard yeah. um, for the people around her and that's why she's you know, built multiple million-dollar businesses. Mm. Um, so my mindset just somewhere really got shifted into that of like, of course I'm going to nail it. I'm going to do whatever it takes to nail it. And I deserve to be financially abundant. And then it just kind of flowed mm. from there and, and, it's, and it's happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. So um, I guess in, in all of that, is there anything that you would have done differently? I mean, definitely. I mean, it's easy to say, but definitely learn those earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, when you kind of waste 10 years of like your 20s to 30s, not waste, but... I definitely feel like if I would have had that, like people were telling me that stuff, mm. but I just wasn't ready to hear it, I guess. Yeah. I had to fuck it up a few times before I was like, wow, this really isn't working. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm almost 40. I'm still there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, anything else? I think it's just like, it honestly doesn't matter about anyone else in this world. Mm. And, and I think like on a deeper sort of, Part of me, like I feel like everyone else, I'm just making up with my mind and that this whole world is just revolving around like me and like now that I'm choosing what I want to do and, mm. you know, what's around me, it's like, yeah, like I think, I don't know if that's the best way to explain it, but it's just... You're, you're creating your world. Exactly. You're creating if, your if, reality. Like I think we all know those sort of people that all have constant dramas, right? Mm. So, <laughs> <laughs> And, and like, I could be wrong, but I feel like, you know, that's probably, they might be thinking about those dramas. So it's kind of like. Like you're manifesting them exactly. into your world. Yeah. Whereas yeah. I'm like, like, I hardly let any negativeness like come into my bubble at all. Yeah. Like with all the stuff that's been going on with COVID and people have tried to. Like get me on the conspiracy theories and you know oh, so on. Yeah. And like I've even I'm like nope, staying in my bubble. <laughs> Happiness, love, joy. Yeah. And that made yeah. me maybe a little bit naive, but it's also I don't feel like I can change that. What I can change is what I focus on mm. and what happens mm. to me. What what I associate that with. So what my what I can do in return for that because I feel like. Um, you know, two people, two people can get cancer. One can go right. This is going to make me stronger. I'm going to be the better me, and the other one can just give up. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. So no matter what it is, every day we've got a choice on, on on like take that five seconds. Like I love that count backwards from five. Mm. Give yourself a little bit of a chance, and then make your decision. Yeah, um, rather than just like, boom reactive. Yeah, generally that's the wrong reaction. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's, I yeah. 
I'm a very reactive person. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't count backwards from five much. <laughs> and uh, it's definitely part of my learning journey at the moment is to, um, yeah, to, to definitely, um, you know, think more before I, I do things uh, and say things. Um, yeah. Yeah, I remember actually. It, it took me a while to get in that habit, and then I listened to um, the audio book of that lady. Ah, uh, something. Um, Susan. Damn, we might have to put that in the links. Mm. But it, it was her. The five second rule was her book. Okay, yeah. And um, I, I remember just listening to an audio book like at least like ten days in a row. Yeah. And that kind of helped me get in the habit of like slow down, count backwards. You know, mm. so and then and then it's kind of just became a habit from that, but it took quite a bit of like ingraining to get it going. Yeah, yeah, practice, practice. So there's hope for me yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, so how long ago was I guess all, all the plant medicine stuff? Uh, gosh, uh, maybe four or five years. Yeah. Is, it, is that long? Maybe not that long. Four years. I've been like, I feel like we've been locked down for two. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, it was definitely well before that. <laughs> it was. Yeah, yeah. So I guess where where to from there? Like you, you've kind of said how you're the master of your own universe. You're creating this reality. Uh, what what does that reality look like? Yeah, well, actually, so the second time I did ayahuasca, same crew, same job, was in Mexico and I like what I'm doing now was what I did in the, on the ayahuasca journey. So I oh, remember, wow. Yeah. That's what you visualised. Yeah, so I had that, that <laughs> second six-hour pack was like me having my own YouTube channel um, and like crazy things. Like, mm. like I remember thinking, oh, I'm going to have a million subscribers and stuff like that and like seeing me help other men yeah, and being successful at it and like celebrate. I remember celebrating during this journey so much of like I did it, you yeah. know, and like having the people around me that love me. And I was like, I made a difference to so many people. Yeah. And at the time, I hadn't done none of that. Yeah. But from that point, I think because um, I'd already felt it, I've already got through the hard times. Mm. The hard times were actually easier because I felt like I've already done this. I know I'm going to do this. Yeah. Like you, like you, it's like you know what the outcome's going to be. Yeah. And, and I'm focused on that outcome. So when these yeah. things hit me, I'm not really even focused on them. I'm like, oh, well, I'm just going to go to the next option that's going to help me get to that outcome. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. And then coming that's home cool. and making the YouTube channel and so many people being like, what the f- is this? Yeah. And, you know, getting to a point where I had like 10 million views a month at one stage. Was yeah, just like, what crazy. Is that? But that only happened because I had that, like, belief that I could do it. Yeah. Even though it was a bit, a bit, a bit wild. Yeah, yeah. And I guess it's like anything in life. If you've done it before then you know you can do it again. Yeah. So I guess was that um that trip or that experience like doing it the first time? Exactly. And and yeah. then now I feel like sometimes even when I'm going to sleep, I have these visions of me, like I said, in that 10 years. I'm my own mm. hero in 10 years and I've got that vision of me and what he's doing. So it's like, again, I'm seeing it and experiencing it, which I think takes practice, like mm. really, like really experiencing it, like – Oh, like I have this vision of me like owning this apartment and like running my hand along the top of the kitchen table. Yeah. And it's wow. like so detailed. Yeah. 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 Wow. Wow. That's really cool. 
and I guess it makes sense. Like it, it, it you know, you, you know, I've heard a lot about you know visualization and seeing things and manifesting things, but I guess to think of it in that sense that um, it's already a lived experience, yeah. you know, makes reliving it. Yeah, and not being af- yeah, not being afraid to dream big too. Mm. Like I always think of um, uh, Obama, like someone telling me the story about him of when he was like a you know a young boy having a vision of himself as the president. Like think of how like outrageous that was. Yeah, but he had that vision, yeah. and like it never would happen unless he was like, I think I want to be the president. You know what I mean? Yeah, like just yeah. think of like how outrageous that was, and especially that. Time exactly like back in when he was a kid, yeah, black president, yeah, no way. Exactly. <laughs> but but unless he had that little thought and that dream, yeah, never would happen. Yeah. So when are you going to run for prime minister? <laughs> yeah, they, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you'd probably do a better job. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be a lot more open. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. So um. So how did you start? Um, you, so you kind of went through that transformative experience. How did you start to put that into practice? I just started doing it. Like like literally I had that vision of me at the end and I just started like, like I remember when I got home and I was just working crazy and I was just like doing whatever it takes to get to that end goal. So it was, you know, but like I said, I built my YouTube channel. I built my online courses I just learned how to do a lot of that. I was lucky that I had a few skills like the photography and stuff mm. and I built websites and stuff like that. So I had a little bit of that nerdiness. Yeah. But it was just literally like just getting going and just making a list. And like I said, if something didn't work, I'd just go on to the next thing and just keep keep going. Yeah. 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 So what would you, what would you tell other people facing facing the same kind of you know, yeah. I guess internal crisis that that you know I'm I'm living life for everybody else. Yeah. Like, what would you if you get them and shake them by the shoulders? What would you? What yeah. would you say? I think it's just you really need to get a vision of you that you love. Mm. That's the thing, and, and like I think I had that in both. I had the vision of me being a dad and and a husband, and like me loving me, mm. and then. The second time I went in, it was like the me doing the me, you know, like the, yeah. the, the experiences that I wanted to have and, and the, the, the influence that I wanted to have. So mm. you really need to get clear on that. You don't have to go to the Nepal or Mexico <laughs> or... Um, you can't at the moment. Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm selling ayahuasca. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, you really have to go that, that, to that depth inside because it's easy to say, like, I feel like once I got home... You know, the, the whole, like I burnt the boats as far as like the best way to take the island is burn the boats and I wasn't turning back. I was just going to do what it took. Yeah. But I think you really need to have that vision of you that you fucking, you're just so passionate about and, mm. and, and, and it's going to drive you through those hard times. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's probably something a lot of us don't have. Mm. A real clear vision of well, ourselves. Well, I mean, you're doing it at the moment. You've come up with the the forty year old fuck up, and you know you're still <laughs> just who I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah, like okay. So for you, for example, you've got that vision, but a big part of that is helping other people. Right? Yeah, it's helping absolutely. Other people not fuck up so much. So yeah, yeah. I think learn that, from me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think that when we have other people, you know, I, I think it's like in, in sales. Like I've always loved the, the idea of people 
ahead of product. Mm. So it's not just about the product, it's about how you're going to impact people. Yeah, yeah. And that's something that you actually, you do really, really well. And from, from me knowing you and seeing your success, um, definitely you giving and and uh, investing into other people's, you know, it's it's paying dividends for you. Yeah, win-win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I guess... What what are you doing? What are you doing now? What what does Rob's life look like yeah. now? Yeah, so was, look, I guess as far as the well, we touched a little bit on the sexuality stuff, but mm. um, definitely became more open with that to the point where, uh, like I said, I've I did a bit of the, of the swinger stuff. I did I did a lot of swinger stuff, and like I just loved again that they were open minded people. And then I got into the tantra, and that was kind of more like breast sound and movement, which helped me. I guess, connect mind and body and, mm. you know, get back to kind of that sexual, like, high that you had when you were, like, a teenager. Yeah. Everything just blew your mind. Um, <laughs> and then uh, so so I did the sex coaching and then that led to, like, me doing tutorials, um, like how to squirt and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then eventually um, I got into, like, actually doing, like, my, I guess my version of what porn is because I, mm. I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of, like, I guess the porn that we see on Pornhub or stuff like that. So... For me, it was like, well, you know, let's make it real. Let's, I, I do love, you know, group stuff and stuff yeah, like that. And yeah. um, so it's kind of like a, a bridge of both. Like I, I say that it's a part, part entertainment, um, part education. So yeah, yeah. Talk about like erectile dysfunction, like how I last, or you know, mm. like even as a guy, like I think when you do a lot of those things that you struggle with with woman with yourself, like change how you, you know, self pleasure. And stuff like that. Yeah. And and I guess there, there's not, you know, I, I think about my education uh, around sex and intimacy and relationships. And I, I went to a, a private Christian school uh, for a lot of my schooling, um, grew up in the church. So I guess what I've learned uh, in, in probably the last, you know, five to ten years is that my, my conditioning – my view of all that stuff uh, was very, very impacted. Um, we were we were always taught that you know, sex is the highest form of love, the highest expression of love. Um, that it you know it binds two souls together, and that's why it's kept till marriage. And um, you know, other than the the very, very practical, you know, this is how a penis goes into a vagina. You know, you're not being taught much at, at school and then you're a teenage boy, you discover porn. And and back when I was a kid, it, it, it was, you know, it was scan websites. <laughs> People get like Playboy and Penthouse Max, scan them in and, and upload the pictures to a website and that, that, <laughs> that, was, that was what we had. Um, and I, I guess... You know, our, our education around it is a bit bit distorted. Yeah. And and I, I definitely didn't come from a family that was open to talk about it. Um, when you did finally get to watching porn, what influence do you think that had on had on you? I I think I think for me personally and, and, and my development, nothing nothing was too hardcore back when, when we were kids. Um, you look at what's out there now. And I've I've often joked with with people um, about creating an app, 
right? A, a, a porn app for young guys, uh, and it has to mimic real life, right? So some nights you open it up and it says, "I've got a headache." Sorry, not tonight. <laughs> Uh, for a week, once every month, it just shuts down. You, you can't access it. <laughs> it, it it's it start it just starts off with you know kissing and heavy petting and and like pro- progresses you through. You know, uh, I, I think the access that that kids have to really hardcore pornography um, sets this expectation of of what their sex life's going to be like. Unrealistic. And the, yeah, these poor teenage girls. Uh, are being confronted with guys that you know are watching pretty fucking hardcore shit yep. on the internet, yep. um, and what what you're not seeing in in porn online is is how to actually build a relationship, how to build any form of intimacy, how to how to woo someone, how to make someone feel comfortable and any loved. Any foreplay at all? No, <laughs> no, you just spit on it, don't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I think my experience as a kid uh, was was probably fairly okay, in, in the sense that it was just some boobies and and the odd vagina, um, you know, from from Penthouse and Playboy magazines. Yeah, yeah. and and that's actually a really good point, is that it like generations now are being exposed to that extreme stuff real early. Like it wouldn't be hard for a twelve year old to stumble across some hard stuff. Oh stuff. no, no, not yeah. not at all. Whereas like. I've always kind of in my head because it's been that for most of my life. I've kind of thought that has always been the way, but yeah, you go back not that much further, and and it was magazines. So it's a total different ball game, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And and I guess there was even potentially more romance in movies then as well. It was probably a bit more. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I guess everything was. Um, <laughs> I, I've a, I've a mate that would uh, download movies and uh every now and then he'd say oh, give, give me a hard drive and he'd just fucking load movies onto it obviously yeah before netflix and all that kind of shit and um and every now and then he'd throw a, a fucking dirty movie in there as well and, and he, i don't know why he, he got like um it, it was like a a, a mock-up of the love boat that that old like 60s tv show called the sex boat and and it was – I didn't find it erotic at all. <laughs> I found it fucking hilarious. But it was interesting to see, like, what was around then. Yeah. And there, wa- there was storyline. There was, you know, oh, Captain Jack, oh, you're sweeping me off my feet. Now fuck me. You know, there, there, was, there, was, yeah. there was context around yeah. it. No, that, that's gone, isn't it? There's really? no context on Pornhub yeah. when you're watching a 15-minute clip yeah. of someone just getting pounded. Yeah, like the or, – or even, like, my – like my, my ones that always get me is like, I'm stuck in the washing machine and I can't get out. <laughs> my brother will have to fuck me. It's like, just imagine a 12-year-old watching that. <laughs> oh, you can do that with your sister? How do you get stuck in a washing yeah, machine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like he could fit in there with her. How is she stuck? <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess like going into that, and I've actually had to refocus myself a little bit lately because it is easy to get carried away with, you know, when, you, when you're able to do that sort of stuff on camera and get paid mm. for it, be pulled more in the kind of traditional porn direction. Yeah. And I shot with someone recently and um, Lauren. Yeah, a good yeah. friend of ours. Yeah. And um, she's a sex coach as well. And we sat down. This is how I'd normally kind of do it in a mm. if, if me and her would have, you know, have sex. It was like we talked about boundaries. You talked about, you know, what, what do you actually enjoy about sex? You know, we talked about 
so, so it, it was almost like I had this long cheat sheet yeah. of how to make love to her effectively before yeah. we even went into it. Yeah. And then we kind of spoke, oh, we're both would really like to have feedback during it and stuff like that. So mm. like it was really good when I started doing what she liked. She was like, that's that's super close, just a little bit firmer and slower. And then it was literally like firmer and slower and it was just like, you know, she was like going, going wild. Yeah. And yeah. it's like even for me, I was like, I need to start having these conversations with everyone that I film with mm. because it's going to help men realise you don't need to spend weeks you know, trying trying to work out what she likes. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then, like, because I have had conversations with a, a bunch of girls recently and they're like, oh, we all just fake it. And it's like, if you fake it once, right, he's going to think that whatever he was doing at that time yeah. was the thing. So he's going to yeah. be like, right, I've just got to do that thing again. So all you need to do is train someone to do it well once. Yeah. And then he's going to store that and be like, oh, that's what she likes. She likes it when do the both or yeah i wonder know. how many inflated egos are out there because yeah people just aren't honest with each other i know and like I'm the fucking man yeah <laughs> and i felt like i honestly went into being working in the adult industry thinking no one had ever faked it with me and then me realizing having this moment of like i have <laughs> no idea if they're being real or not yeah like yeah. actually like i was like did you oh you did okay yeah you know and i was yeah. just like wow this is a thing Mm. So it's like that then made me think about I'm going to get this cheat sheet and I'm going to record the cheat sheet so they can yeah. see like what, what what are the right questions to ask. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I guess even like if you, if you look at, you know, even monogamous, you know, committed intimate relationships, um, I mean sex is such an important part of that connection and that, that chemistry. Massive. For, for, for couples that have grown up in a culture where – you're not being honest with each other. You're not being honest with yourself. Um, you're, you're not knowing how to communicate. You've watched a whole heap of porn and you think, oh, this is what women fucking love. Um, you know, w- women that have perhaps watched porn have been influenced by that are like, well, this is how I need to respond and react. Yeah, yeah. And then we have all these inauthentic relationships, people that really, really love each other. Yeah. But there's this, there's this, downfall to this like critical aspect of their relationship yeah yeah and and that's probably when a lot of cheating happens and stuff like that when Mm. they're not they feel like they can't experience that they can't talk about it and then an outside source offers this you know um, path um and i think that is to me and and like for me especially like we spoke a little bit early like embracing my own desires because they were a little bit different Mm. outside the norm and then like i said it was probably when I did a bit of my self work and I'm probably hanging out with similar people where I was like, hold on, like this is normal to have these desires. Yeah. And I think even when you are with someone, it's only natural to have that for someone else. It doesn't mean you have to follow through with it, mm. but you should be able to talk about it or if you, you know, something changes. Cause like when you're together for a long time, you might go through a few different desires and at least being yeah. able to, yep. I guess, communicate about them is, is a big deal. Mm. And I, I guess, you know, building that trust and that honesty and openness you know, from from the very start. And if that, if people learnt that at the beginning, how to just communicate, drop the ego, communicate, yeah, um, have an authentic experience, yeah, from the very start. Like how how different would 
Yeah. What's the stuff in our life be? Something like one of my favorite things that I ever learned was when you're, you know, it's a, it, it is a good lead up to sex is sitting across from each other and being like, one person just speaks and one just listens. Mm. So I'd say, I feel. And then I just start coming up with things that I feel. And you're just like receiving and saying, thank you. What else do you feel? Or you're just, you know, mm. and not, I don't have to worry about you coming back at me or whatever. And it just gives you a chance. All of a sudden you're speaking about things you didn't even know that you felt. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then these things just come out and you just feel so much lighter getting it out. Mm. And as the receiver, you're like, you know, I've always felt like honoured that they're willing to open up to me. Yeah. And that yeah. you want to receive that well because you always want them to be open and honest and not mm. have to hold it in because they're worried you're going to bounce back. And it just creates almost like a, a habit of being able to hear each other out. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then from there you can go down, you know, something I, I love about you or something I'm scared of. Mm. And again, you can just start, you know, kind of before you know it, you're talking about things that, you know, you love about them and you admire it and la la la. Or, you know, when it comes to sex, I feel like I'm not really, you know, loved by you or you don't look at me in the eyes or, you know, mm. probably actually not that you don't look me in the eyes, you'd figure out your experience. So I feel like I'd love more connection with you. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. a perfect example of yeah. like blaming them versus like I'd love more connection with you. I'd love to yeah. look you in the eyes while we're making love, you know. Because mm. um, it's very easy for people like in, in my experience, um, and no, I, I definitely, I guess, need to learn how to communicate better. Um, whenever I've tried to express my feelings with people um, in any situation in my life, um, I haven't quite nailed how to do that without the other person feeling defensive and like they're being attacked. Um, and, you know... I guess it comes out. I am a very reactive person. It's something I am working on, um, but yeah, I, I guess one one thing is creating the space to to hold that hold that in yeah. as well. Because um, yeah, I mean, even you know, at, you know, in work situations, in relationship situations, in in everything, I guess mm. um, I always feel. Like I want to express how I feel, yeah. And I think in my head, I think, well, you know, nothing can be done about it unless I voice this, yeah. But then I fuck it up yeah. <laughs> somehow well, in my voicing it. Yeah, I think that what you just kind of saw happen with my mouth—that then saying it the wrong way first and then going back. Normally, because I am in the habit of giving myself that little bit. So, so, see, it only took me a few seconds to correct myself. Yeah. So normally that would happen in my head. Yeah. And I'd, yeah. And I, and I'd say it the right way. But again, mm. like, it, it does take practice. Yeah. You can yeah. see me correcting myself. Normally that conversation happens in your head. No, don't say it that way. Yeah. Say it yeah. this way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, guess, I guess it's that conscious communication too. I've been, um, been reading a book, um, The Way of the Superior Man, David yeah, Dieter. Yeah, have, yep. have you yep. read that one? Yep. Um. And he, he talks about, um, I guess, like open communication, like even like, you know, your posture, deep breathe, like breathing in through, through your entire chest and you know, eye contact and all, all that stuff. Um, yeah, it's a real art form to, to openly communicating, um, which I'm still figuring out, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> but see, it's interesting though. I feel like you communicate so well to me. Mm. Um. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, maybe I don't completely suck. Yeah. 
<laughs> give myself a little bit more credit. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I guess what you know, what to now? What do you? Yeah. So for me, um, I went down the OnlyFans route as a way. My YouTube got shut down, mm. um, so I went OnlyFans as a way to promote all my content, education, and, and entertainment. And recently yeah. there was an announcement saying that they're now not doing adult content. Yeah. And so for me it was like, right, let's pivot. I remember as soon as I heard, I downloaded the like the five competitors. Yeah. And I, I wanted to make the decision pretty quick. Yeah. And I was like, right, this is the one. Um, and then I just started like got a referral link. And yeah. I started just going for it. So yeah, sending it out, making referrals. And like, again, like talk about dream big. I, I was like straight away, I was like, I'm going to make seven figures off this bad boy. Yeah. And was just like, yeah, like there wasn't even a second of negativity for me. I saw yeah. it as, as a positive opportunity straight away. Yeah. So that's probably what I'm going to do. I'm doing Fansly and I'm going to do it better than what I've already done. And mm. yeah, I guess for me, now that I've had that like little bit of a shift of like, what I want to show, I can probably even do that better starting fresh, clear on any platform. Yeah, that's that's interesting because I, I think the week or two ago that you yeah. did said, hey, I've, I've kind of yeah, kind of gotten a little off track here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, probably shit timing for yeah. a lot of people. But, uh, but, yeah, I think something I really admire about you is to be able to see the positive spin in, in anything. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, I mean, ha- having something like that, I mean, I, I guess it's part of that industry. Um, it, it'll it change quickly. Yep. And you're, um, you're, you're subject to the whims of some pretty big players. Um, I know I know Pornhub had issues with Visa and MasterCard not long ago. Um, and, you know, you, you kind of, yeah, you're, you're at the whim of some, yeah. some big guys. So... Pivot and yeah, pivot. Oh, like I'm just, I'm at the stage and the mindset of like, doesn't matter what happens. I'm just going to do whatever it takes. I'm just yeah. like, I know, like, kind of like we spoke about. I know I'm going to get there. Yeah. So it's just yeah. matter of how. Yeah. Yeah. And and this stuff over, like, I know some people that have been devastated. Like, literally, mm. not answered their phone for three days, stayed inside. Like, you know, just like totally numbing out. And yeah. Like they're just, I was just like, yes, let's do this. Let's, you know. Mm. Um. I actually did have a moment where I was like, right, Fansley's the one. I'm going to recruit everyone to this. And then because they had never had numbers like that before, <laughs> the whole site went down. <laughs> <laughs> and and one of the things that they promote on their Twitter is no crashes. Oh, no. <laughs> so I pulled everyone over this site that I know and they've crashed. And I was like, should I have taken long? <laughs> but I was like, no, it's a better platform. It's better than OnlyFans. It'll yeah. be okay, and, and, yeah. and obviously now it's fine. They've upgraded their service, but yeah, 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 like, yeah. They'll take them a, a, a second to adjust and to adapt as well. Yeah, yeah. So you'll be diving more into education yeah. stuff again. Like literally, like I, I'm at the like this. This blows my mind, and I think it'll blow a lot of you know other men's mind. I'm at the stage where I have girls contacting me every single day saying hey i'd love to come shoot with you mm. um well have sex with you is pretty much what it is um <laughs> happens to me every yeah day. yeah yeah and and they're doing that because i've got such a big following on my only fans if they yeah. get seen on mine um that will massively 
help their exposure. Yeah. Um, so, and I've just kind of been like going around the, you know, but now it's like, right, with that little bit of vision, let's, let's, every girl I shoot with, because they're all going to be so different. Some are going to mm. be porn stars, some are going to be girls doing their first scene. Yeah. So they're yeah. all going to have different um, likes and stuff like that. And some mm. of them will be really uncomfortable having that conversation. See, I've asked someone before, like, do you have any desires right now? And they've just gone, like, sexual desires. And they're just like, uh, whatever you want. You know, they've never even yeah. asked themselves that question. So they don't yeah. know. So just start having that conversation. Um, do, do, you, do you think, though, some of them are, are in the industry as a job for the money? Yeah, for the opportunity. Yeah, not necessarily. I mean, uh, I guess you've it's been quite an, an evolution for you, and yep. and really come from a um a, a part of yourself that is a, a real part of you, and something that you've developed over years. And this is kind of just the next evolution of of you know, Rob the, you know. Rob the sexual being, I, mm. I guess. Uh, do you think there's people doing it that aren't aren't quite aren't quite in that space mentally but or emotionally? I like. I'm actually looking forward to having that first person who's just like not there mm. um, because at the end of the day, I think we all want to enjoy sex. So mm. at some stage, they stopped. And they're going to have to ask themselves that question, you know, probably on yeah. camera or maybe leading up to or give them yeah. a bit of a heads up. But it's like, when did you stop? When did you stop enjoying sex? Mm. And why? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, you know, dive into that. Like, when was the last time you really enjoyed it? Mm. Uh, I, I, like, I'm fully aware that there, were, that, like, there will be some trauma. Yeah. Um, yeah. And sometimes that might be a chance to, you know, whether it's on camera or off camera, work through that together. Mm. Um, yeah, like I've been lucky that through all the tantric stuff and like I've been to a lot of retreats where I have been present for that and like learned a little bit of that and sometimes yeah. it's like not trying to fix, just holding space, like let them get it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let them, let them burst it out and cry and scream or whatever mm. and um, then that might be the only way they can, you know, work on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it's going to be all different types and like – yeah, like that's kind of the part that I'm enjoying because that goes back mm. to the sex coaching, right? That's what I wanted yeah. to do. That's the impact I wanted to have. Uh, and, you know, like I think that is – like I just had a bit of epiphany there. That's like boom. <laughs> that's like – that's what I wanted to do. And yeah, yeah. like I have been lucky enough to play this amazing role for women where like I've had them cry mm. like mid-session or something or, you know, um, and it's just like – yeah, it's such, a, it's such an honour to play that role. So, like, yeah. for me, it's like now now I'm really doing the both. Uh, before it was like I'd do a video on education, then I'd do a video on the entertainment, entertainment side. But now yeah. I might be able to do the both together. Yeah. Same yeah. video. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. Bring it in. So that's yeah. probably where I'm going. Well, yeah. that is where I'm going because I'm burning the boat. So there's no other way to go. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, cool. So, any other, uh, I guess, words, words of, words of wisdom from Uncle Rob? Yeah. I what think you, yeah. What, what would you? I guess what 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 would you say to what would you, what would you say to guys? What would you say to young guys? You know, 
starting out in life, that, you know, late teens, early 20s, mm. figuring shit out. Because there's, yeah, they're alone. There's, there's not much guidance there. What would, you, what would you say to those guys? Yeah, I think it's just very much like go within. So it's like rather than going to everywhere else, go within and like really work out what you want. Like, like I love the idea of sitting down with someone like you right now and just helping you see the best version of yourself. And then every time you make a decision, it's like what, what would he do? Yeah. What would that guy do? You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's just a small decision so that, you know, the, the big ones. It's like, what would the best version of me do here? And the yeah. more you start to think of that guy, that best version of you, the clearer he, it gets on what, who he is, what type of person is he, you know? Yeah. How does he react to that? If you're thinking about that, um, to me that is like you're refining that process and that's mm. who you're going to become. So without, without flying to Nepal and yeah. doing crazy drugs – well, how how do you think you find that best version of you? How do you think you visualize that? I think you just close your eyes, yeah, mm. just before you go to bed or or early in the morning. Just start, just start thinking about it. Start yeah. getting a vision of him, even to the point where it's like, what's he wearing? Mm. Where is he? Like, is he like? Uh, I remember having this vision of me. Um, it was almost like I was on a magazine cover. Yeah, and it was like, what type of you know? What was he wearing? What? And it was kind of like refining that vision of like who That's, that guy is. Yeah. It's what I do every day in the gym. Yeah. I'm like, I'm Chris Bumstead. I'm Chris Bumstead. Yeah. 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 I guess, yeah. Do you know who Seabum is? No. No. He's, a, he's the current uh, Mr. Olympia classic physique. Yeah. He's, um, he's, a, he's a dude. So my question to you is, can you morph – the best bits of him and you to get a vision of you that yeah you know yeah, what I mean? yeah and, and I, I guess um yeah I, I guess it, it's I guess it's hard to create because you're never going to be him you know what I mean no yeah yeah you're right so you're better off having a vision of you that's just jacked and like the fittest version of you and mm. you know like start focusing on that. Because when you're, because you're still going to be able to do that, but it's like it's like achievable. So your mind will go, oh, I could never be that. Yeah. But yeah. if you get that vision of you that's like jacked or whatever, mm. um, then it's it's achievable. It's like, all right, I just got to get there. Yeah. Like if I get through this set, and you know, and then in, in other areas, like he'll be wealthy, he'll be you know whatever. Mm. Yeah, because it, it, it's it's funny. I, I guess we all kind of operate a little bit different in some ways. Where I, I remember when I started going to the gym. And I was involved in a, in a fitness group on Facebook. And uh, I made a post on there once. I said, oh, does anybody else feel like they go to the gym and lift baby weights with baby muscles? Because I stepped into this like hardcore bodybuilding, powerlifting gym. And guys are lifting like crazy shit on the, on the daily. Um, yeah, 250, 300 kilo deadlifts and like huge squats. Um. And I had a whole heap of people like, oh, you know, just like, you know, remember you're at the beginning of your journey and like don't, you know, don't compare, don't compare. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm not actually comparing. I find it inspiring. Like, you know, looking at these guys that are and, – and I guess I do have that realisation that at one point they were me. Yeah. At, at one point they were, you know, they were, you know, deadlifting 100 kilos, not 300 kilos. Um, so – 
Yeah, I, I guess if I if I kind of think about my own process for a second, I, I do do a lot of comparison mm. and kind of look at not necessarily just see myself. I'll see other people that I want to yep. be like and kind of take a bit of that. But it's probably less less authentic then, yeah. isn't it? It's kind of it's kind of corrupted. Yeah, what you, what what you probably want to focus on is you being that guy that's lifting three hundred, mm. and, and other people going, "Fuck, look at that!" You know, yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, so you be that guy. Yeah, and what do they say? Comparisons the thief of joy. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I guess you know. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I walk <laughs> I walk away with something from this. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, I mean, you know, I think we all, most of us have that desire to be successful or, or fit or, um, you know, rich or loved, you know, surrounded by family, whatever it happens to be. And, yeah, I don't think it's a process I've really been through of just allowing myself to, to visualise me as that person. Yep. Not, mm. not looking at somebody else and going, Wow, look at the car they've got. I'd love to be like them mm. and have that car. Mm. Or or, you know, look at the family that they have. You know, look at how they you know, look at the, how they're doing life. Yeah. I, I'd love that. Um Yeah. And, and I actually heard that of Mark Wahlberg, so I won't take full credit, but the whole Marky Mark. You like your um hero is you in ten years. Yeah. And he's always had that. Like he said that when he was twenty five oh sorry, no, when he was fifteen, someone asked him that question. Yeah. And then he came back to him a week later or two weeks later. It was like an uncle or something. And he said, it's me when I'm 25. And then when he got to 25, <laughs> he was like, uh, the same guy asked. He's like, I'm not even close. Like, uh, by the time I'm 35, I want to be a movie star. You know, I want to do this, this and this. And yeah. he had these big dreams and it's like, boom. Like, that's how he got there. Yeah. You know, he's seen himself doing all this stuff. So. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I think, I think yeah. you really got to, like, the best version of you needs to be that goal. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. that... Like you said, it's kind of cheating if you have, you know, the rock because your mind is kind of like, you're never going to be the rock. Mm. But if you have that vision of you doing it, it's like, oh, I can fucking do that. Yeah. 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 It's very true. So, yeah. Drop the mic. <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for sharing some right. wisdom <laughs> with us. You're a wise man. <laughs> Uh, yeah well yeah thanks for coming on and it's yeah it's great to see you kind of i've known you for five or six years now and and kind of seen the the journey over that time and yeah it's awesome to to see what you're doing see see you kicking goals and and owning it yeah it's great good to see you spend some time with you and and i know you yourself i'm I trained with you this morning. You're smashing your <laughs> yeah, ankles. So, you did some shoulders. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nah, it's... um, I guess, you know, and, and a, a bit of reason for this podcast really um, is I I really do have a desire to be the best version of me. Um, I'm an incredibly flawed human being. <laughs> um, as anybody that really knows me could attest. Um, but... But I have a desire to to do that, and yeah, I mean, my my weight loss journey, um, you know, it's been I would have been I would have been a big guy when you and I first met, 
um, I would have, yeah, I would have been probably tipping the scales are close to my heaviest. Yeah, it's it's so funny that like I, I never saw you that way. Mm. Yeah, like uh, yeah, I think it's because we got along so well from the start, and I yeah. could like see your light and you know yeah, that's fine. But yeah, you definitely look now, now. Your physique matches your personality. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks. Yeah, it's um, yeah, the whole thing's a journey. Hey, yeah, awesome. Cool, man. Well, thank you. I'm sure everybody's gotten a, a lot out of that. Um, so people want to look you up, follow you, check out what you're doing. Where do they go? I've got one link. You just put it in the bio. It's, it's my link tree. It'll take you to everywhere. To all yeah. So Robbie Oz Media. Is my Instagram. Instagram. Yep. And your link tree's on there. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Robbie cool. Oz Media. Yeah, so if you want to... Uh, Entertainment, what, education, what a bit all of, the things. What, 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 for everyone there. Want to watch this guy in action. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, check it out. Awesome. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. See you, man. See ya.